And without those key steps in place, flow a flow of referrals can't and won't happen. And you asked me what the mistake that, that people make is. Well, the mistake that, that people make is that they will A, ask for referrals before trust is established, or they will try to ask for referrals just simply based on the business knowledge that they have without actually identifying people in their network and sharing with them how to identify need and solution. You're listening to the Catching Clients podcast, where the smartest minds from the world of professional services and marketing come and share the strategies that they use to consistently attract and catch their ideal big fish clients so you can learn to do the same. So grab your gear and join me, Adam King, the captain at Think Like a Fish and creator of the client catching ecosystem, and let's go fishing. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Did you know that referrals are three times more likely to convert, will stay four times longer, buy three times more in year one, and are two times more likely to refer more who are just like them? Now that's pretty powerful, which is, it's why you're gonna to wanna to listen to this episode a few times as I'm talking to an, you know, an expert on using networking and referral marketing to explode your business. And he's pretty darn good at it too. Yet what I really respect about today's guest is that he, he lives his beliefs with action. He's a true believer that people buy people and he's out in the business community every week with a total focus on the value and people first approach to business, which is why I'm really looking forward to the conversation I'm going to be having with my guest today, Mark Jarvis, director of the Referrals Builder. Mark's known for helping businesses generate millions in new business by referral. He helps his clients master the simple but powerful strategies that he's developed from his years of experience. They get a flood of referrals and do it consistently. Now, Mark loves sharing his knowledge and inspiration with others to get more from their networking and referral marketing activities. He's delivered over a thousand hours of seminars, workshops, talks for groups, including business clubs, student leaders, voluntary organizations, franchise groups, and chartered institute groups, as well as multi-speaker themed uh, events. And I'm absolutely delighted that I can now add the client catching podcast to that list. So let's get to the good stuff. Mark, welcome to the client catching podcast. Hello, Adam. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be talking today. Hi, it's great to have you on, Mark. So, referrals, it's what you do. It's what you do now. How did you get here? What sort of led you to focus on referrals and why have you decided to sort of focus on that? Do you know what? It's a a really good question. Um, I, um, a colourful career, shall we say, I spent 20 years in hotels and hotel management. Um, and I guess looking back, that's where I learned my people management skills. Um, I started my first business in the mid nineties, um, with a really good idea. And as many entrepreneurs will know from, from personal experience, we're often found to be really good at having a job in our own business, but nobody teaches us how to run a business. So we do the usual things that business owners do. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a memory moment for some of us, you know. In the days when I first started my first business, the place to be was Yellow Pages. Because I don't know if you can remember Yellow Pages. Well, perhaps you can't. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I remember them being yeah, a good doorstop. Place to be. Yeah, you had to be in Yellow Pages. Um, so that's what we did, you know. And you know, in those days, it's uh, and you, we smile about it now. Um, when you named your business, uh, you started your business with the letter A. You were at the front of the directory. How bizarre is that? You know? um, but nowadays with the digital, with digital media and Google and all the other things that happen, 
um, you know, we've got a massive opportunity to, to market and present our businesses. Um, but one of the things that's, that's overlooked is just that opportunity to build relationships and, and generate referrals in our business. Um, and I see businesses many, many times who say, you know, do you know what? Well, we love referrals. Referrals are great in our business. We get referrals. But then when you actually drill down a little bit deeper and you ask them, well, well, how many referrals do you get? And he said, well, we get some referrals from our clients and a few other people give us referrals. And I often, you know, my next question is, well, how often do you get referrals? And they say, well, you know, maybe once. Um, so I'm all about teaching, uh, training and mentoring businesses on, on generating a flow of referrals. Because that's what I believe businesses need now to plug that gap. You know, having a digital footprint, um, a digital media presence is absolutely vital in, in today's marketplace. But people by people, always have, always will. Um, and, you know, I, I'm very passionate about helping people to develop their network um, uh, to generate referrals forever. So what do you find are some of the biggest mistakes that people make, either in the way that they go about generating referrals or maybe the way that they think about referrals? Uh, yes, a very good question. So uh, I'll just share with you a, quite a simple model, if you like. Uh, I call it the five steps of the referral process. Um, and if you can visualize a, almost a step ladder, if you like, where the first step in the ladder is trust. So unless you've got trust in, in a relationship in your network, there, there are no referral opportunities. The only way you're going to re generate referrals without trust is by buying them. And we all know what that looks like. And I'm not, I'm not going to go down that route today. Um, so the second step following on from having trust established in your relationships is business knowledge. And we need a, um, um, you know, a relatively low level of business knowledge about what each other does in our businesses. The next thing that needs to happen is we need to be able to identify a need for each other's prospects in our network. I'll, I'll, I'll go through an example of what this looks like in a moment. The fourth step is solution. So I need to have enough information in my repertoire, if you like, to be able to solution you to somebody in my network to, to a prospect of yours. Again, I'll go through this in a minute in a bit more detail. Yeah, yeah. As you said earlier on, perhaps it's worth listening to this twice. So, <laughs> um, And then the final step is setting an appointment. So let's look at that, what that might look like. So we understand the importance of trust. So we get trust established in our network. Um, and that looks like building, just building a relationship with somebody, relatively straightforward. It's the sort of thing we do automatically. We then need to share in our network what our business does, what we do, how we help people. Um, and for me, the information required in that is actually relatively low level because I don't need an in-depth understanding of what you do and how you work to refer you because I'm referring you as an individual, mm. as a person, not by what you do. And that is where the people by people bit comes in. Um, I then need you to show and teach me how to identify a need for somebody to buy your product or service. And again, that's an education and training pro process. It's a, it's a relationship building step. Mm -hmm. The next step, as I say, is, is solution. So I need to be able to solution you to one of your prospects, somebody in my network. And without those key steps in place, flow, a flow of referrals can't and won't happen. And you asked me what the mistake that, that people make is. Well, the mistake that, that people make 
is that they will a ask for referrals before trust is established or they will try to ask for referrals just simply based on the business knowledge that they have without actually identifying people in their network and sharing with them how to identify need and solution. So there's yeah. some very key steps that people miss in terms of this. And without those steps, it, it doesn't work. And I mean, the, the kind of people that I work with and I'm sure you work with as well. I mean, they tend to be experts, service providers, they have a skill, they have qualifications, they have all of this. And I think that sometimes there's that, that thought or expectation that, well, I've, got all of this experience and the, you know, the, the, all of the skills and all the rest of it. So that speaks for itself. And so if I do a good job by a client, provide a good service, then that should be enough to generate a referral from said client. And it's not always the case, is it? Because just having the knowledge and the skills and the, you know, the qualifications in a lot of things, that's, that's the price of entry. That's, that's what, they, you know, that's what people expect just to be able to hang a sign on the door. So do you find that when it comes to generating referrals, people are just sort of sitting and waiting a lot of the time. And if they are, is, is there anything that you could suggest um, on top of what you've, you've run through there that they could do to improve their referability? Uh, absolutely, Adam. Yes. So, so as I've said, as you, you're absolutely right. You know, people will, think they've done enough in their network to generate referrals. Perhaps as you said there, you know, they've done a great job for a client or customer and they then expect that client or customer to create a referral. And you know what they won't if they don't ask or if they, if they do, it's just by accident. It's not a proactive or deliberate process. So it might happen by accident. Uh, but if that client then has an idea of what type of business you're looking for, not just the business that they bought, that you know that they that they um, purchase from the from from ourselves, um, because as we know, we we have a range of products and services available to us, and what one client bought might not be what and what their somebody in their network might want to buy. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So because I I sort of think that a lot of the time we spend so much. Um, resource, money, time, going out, trying to get attention from people, you know, whether it's marketing or selling or going to networking or, or things like that. So we generate that attention. We generate, um, the, you know, the, the eyes on us, but it's not always going to be the right fit for every single person, but they still may need a solution to the problem that you solve. It just might not be that you specifically are the hundred percent right one for them. And, and you're not going to be right for everyone. So you're going to have a load of people in your network that other people could benefit from being connected with. And I don't think a lot of us really think about it in that way. It's kind of like you could be sitting on a, on a, you know, a, a huge asset that could first help somebody else help the people in that network, but also position you as someone that isn't just about right i only refer to get it's more this is you know it is that rising tide lifts all ships mentality that i think you know if 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 there was that you know if, if you have that view of of going right okay well how can i just sort of show up every day to my network in a way that will add value 
Have you found that that's a way that sometimes the referrals start coming back? Again, very good points, Adam. Um, a couple of key things that um, I certainly, when I'm working with clients, I will, uh, I'm very passionate about helping them to identify and develop and subsequently communicate to people in their network. And that is our values, our vision, and our mission for our business. Mm -hmm. Because people buy people. When people buy you, they buy into your values, your beliefs, your vision, and your mission. Mm. And in fact, that is what they refer. Um, we're all familiar with the 80-20 rule. You know, what 80% uh, of your hassle comes from <laughs> or whatever. Um, but imagine if you, um, if you were working with the right sort of clients all the time, the right, I call it the right people at the right time with the right budget. Um, and everybody, you know, any client that I speak to says, do you know what, I, I would love that to be the case, but in reality, it probably never is or mm. rarely is. Um, and for anybody listening, if anybody's in that situation already, and you, you're already working with the right people at the right clients uh, with the right budget, congratulations. <laughs> I think you're one of the few. Um, so um, for me, sharing our values and our vision and our mission um, in our network is fundamental. It's another one of those steps that builds trust. You remember we I just mentioned those sort of five steps there. Um, that's another one of those trust builders mm. um, because that's what I will tell other people about. I will tell other people that the people I have in my network are the right sort of people. They share the values with the prospects that they're looking for. Mm. So that means that they're only attracting the right sort of clients, which is you, the, you've, yeah, you win. You, you've used the word trust on multiple occasions so far. And, and it really is, I think sometimes it's that simple. It's trust. Trust is so important in, in everything, not just business, in life in general. You have to be able to trust. And I've found that the power of referral happens in that when someone is presented to you from a trusted source, that trust factor is built in. Yeah. Whereas most of us are spending a lot of time trying to get attention in other ways, whether it's, as you, as you mentioned at the beginning, the, you know, the whole online opportunities with the Google AdWords and the Facebooks and the, you know, all, all of those sorts of things. Whereas that requires an awful lot of steps before you even get to the point where that trust factor is even there. Whereas an introduction from someone that is a trusted source, it bypasses all of that. So Whereas people, I think, are seeing things like Facebook ads and online stuff. It's useful and it's part of your mix, but it's not the shortcut that everyone thinks it is. Yeah, I would agree completely. completely. Um, I've, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> um, and I've seen digital media develop from, from its very early days. You know, we've only, we've only had iPhones for 12 years. You know, what did we do without that? You know, um, so... You know, I think, um, you know, looking at the traditional sales model, um, I've, I've certainly found that, you know, if you look at um, how much time that takes for us to, to close a, a prospect from perhaps from first meeting to actually closing the sale tends to take about six to eight hours of work, broadly speaking. You know, some is more, some is less, but broadly speaking, it's about six, and, six to eight hours of work. Um, but as you rightly say, do you know what? It takes minutes to be introduced by somebody that with trust. It takes minutes. 
Mm. You know, and imagine if all the clients that you came to that that you were presented with came by referral. How much time would that save? It's incredible. So when I'm working with clients, that's what we work on. We work on actually we're generating a flow of business referrals, which actually saves a huge amount of time in businesses, um, which has a massive impact on their values and their vision and their mission and their beliefs. And that's what I'd like to come on to, Mark. Yeah. The, you know, the, the actual practical steps in terms of um, what people can do in terms of um, generating the referrals, um, adding the value to the networks um, and that sort of thing. So what I want to do is Joe, we're going to get a, a quick break and then um, we'll come back and we'll dive into some um, you know, practical ideas and strategies that people can take away and start using literally when they, when they finish this, uh, this episode. Hey, this is Adam and I just want to say thanks for listening and I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Client Catching Podcast. Now, as the entire goal of this is to help you learn how to attract and catch more clients, I've put together a page as a special thank you for being a listener to the show. On this page, you're going to find a ton of resources from some of my best trainings that I've put out there. Uh, You'll be able to get a copy of my book, How to Employ a Half a Million Pound a Year Marketing Department Without Hiring a Single Full-Time Member of Staff. You'll be able to see how to join the Catching Clients Facebook community, and you'll also be able to register onto my masterclass, Less Selling, More Clients. Now, on this masterclass, you will learn how to build your very own client catching ecosystem. And that's an ecosystem that removes you from up to 90% of your marketing and sales process, instantly boosts your authority, while at the same time increases the quality of leads, appointments, and clients that you attract and catch. And that's all without spending a penny on advertising and we're adding more hours to your week. So if you want to go and see what's on that page, you can go to www.thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcast gift. So thanks again for listening. And now let's get back to the show. We were talking about a little bit in general about sort of the power of referrals and, and why they are um, such a, a powerful um, way of generate of you know attracting and catching clients in your business, but what I want to know from you, Mark, is is if people are looking at this and thinking, right, okay, I get it. What can I do on a practical level to start generating a, a more consistent flow of, of of clients? How would you sort of go around a uh, uh, a way of doing that with your clients? Uh, yeah, a very good question. So I think there's a couple of things that we can do. Um, I, I'll share with you. A couple of tips, if I may. Um, get in contact with your clients. Find out what it is they liked about the way that they bought from you. Not what they bought from you, but the way that that process happened. The, yet the steps that you went through and why they decided to buy from you. And then ask them, what, who else do they know that would like that feeling too? And that's a really great way to get people around you, your clients in this particular case, to refer you on because they're referring on by feeling by the people by people by the relational side of it not by what you do Um, a very wise man said um, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care Uh, that's a quote from well it's attributed to many many people but um, that's a quote from many many years ago and it's absolutely true absolutely and I think what you've what you sort of covered there is First of all, it's actually talking to your clients and asking for the feedback, understanding that you could hear something you don't want to hear. And actually that's valuable because if you then find out that somebody's not actually been happy, 
then you have that opportunity to turn them from somebody that's not happy into a potential advocate and a referral because it's the way you then handle that situation. And I think that's vitally important. I also think what you touched on there is you're not necessarily finding out about what somebody, and this comes back to what you were talking about earlier, uh, you know, what they thought of your abilities or your skills or anything else. It's, it's the experience that they've gone through, how they felt during the sales process. And not a lot of people ask that because you can find out what did you like about it and you can do more of it or not what you don't like about it. I think it's a fantastic way of doing it. Yeah. And that question of, you know, who else um, do you know? I mean, would you go a little bit further? Because sometimes when I've been asked that question, I, I, I'm kind of left with a bit of a, uh, let me have a think about it. Whereas if you've got a very specific type of person, would you work with someone to help them define that ideal client first before it was a bit more of a generic question? Absolutely, Adam. So here's, a, here's another insight, which I hope will be, of a, be a bit of a light bulb moment for, for, for many. We are often asked in business, perhaps by a teacher, a mentor, perhaps a coach, what your target market is. And the default response to that is a target market defined by industry or the worst case scenario is I can work with anybody. Anyone with a, uh, a heartbeat wallet I've heard described. Yeah, yeah. I can introduce you to somebody who never pays and they're a fool. So do you want to be introduced to them? So no, of course not. So you don't want to be introduced to anybody. Yeah. Anyway, um, but target market is, a, is an amazing opportunity to identify the right people to work with and something I alluded to earlier on. Do you know what? If you identify your target market by values, vision, and beliefs, those are the people you have around you. And here's the most amazing thing about approaching your target market by values and beliefs and vision is that you can work in any industry. So for those people that are thinking, do you know what? I can work with anybody. Well, yes, you can, but let's identify the right people first and then find the right people in the industries you want to work in, not look for the right industry and then try and find somebody who might buy from you. So could you give me an example of what that might look like for someone? Yeah, yeah. So you might define it by, I'm, I'm looking for entrepreneurial business owners who have high moral standards, believe in providing their clients with value for money. Are, uh, so you're defining people uh, by psychographics and, and demographics rather than by industry and ac action. So it's the type of person you want to be like, be around, whether it's... Um, proactive people, whether it's outgoing people, whether, as I said, entrepreneurial types, um, those are the sort of phrases and words that you can use to define your target market, because those are typically the people that you are as well. So it's great to have people around us that are like us. The most interesting thing for me is they will have people like that around them too. And using a referral model, those are your referral opportunities. So by doing it by values and vision and beliefs and that sort of thing, and these are the type of people I want to be around, outgoing, et cetera, et cetera, we've described, you'll have those people around you. They will have those people around them. And those are the people that you're trying to reach as clients. So by definition, they're likely to be the right sort of people. So rather than working really hard to try and identify somebody who might buy from you and spend eight hours trying to close a client, why not do it by relationships and spend minutes doing this? 
And um, if somebody was sort of thinking, right, it sounds good, but also sounds like a lot of effort, you know, it could take me a lot of time. Do you, do you sort of have a, a, an example of, of what people could do, maybe on a daily basis, um, yeah. that doesn't necessarily require a huge investment of time? Here is, here is something that is so simple, I believe, and I'm guilty of this as well. Years ago, you know, I, I did exactly the same thing. You know, how many times do we meet people? We perhaps go to a networking mixer. We collect business cards. We have a stack of business cards on our desk. You know, we've all been there. Perhaps some of us are now. Um, how, when was the last time you spoke to these people? When was the last time you followed up? So if I can give you a, a fantastic tip, do you know what? Just spend five or 10 minutes a day and pick up the phone to somebody. Just pick up the phone. Don't send an email. Don't send a text. Pick up the phone and just say, hello, how are you today? Was just thinking about you. Not been in touch for a while. Thought I'd give you a call. And I can guarantee that will generate business opportunities for you if you consistently do that. How many calls do you need to make a week? If you make three or four calls a week, it might even be to clients or suppliers or people, other people in your network. But you know what? People love a phone call. I would suggest that, you know, if you do decide to adopt that strategy of picking up the phone, and it, I know it works, and it will generate business in the long term, the conversation that you have with people is only, hello, just thinking of you, thought I'd connect, see how you're doing, what's new with you? We never, ever put in, thought I'd give you a call to see if there's anything I can help you with. We never, ever say, give me a call if there's anything you need, because then it just feels like a sales call. You know what? Let's not do that. Let's do something new. Let's do something that innovates. Let's do something that gets people's attention. Do something that impacts on somebody and they remember us. Yeah, no, it's, it makes yeah. complete sense. I guess somewhat like other things that are going to happen in our business, you know, we've, we've probably got a business plan. We've probably got a marketing plan in our business and a few other plans and bits and pieces going on. Um, you know, any referral marketing plan is another one of those tools in your toolbox. Uh, you need to have all the other bits and place, pieces in place as well. You've got to have your digital footprint and all of those things going on. Um, but a referral marketing strategy starts with identifying who you are and what you want, uh, not what you do. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've, I've mentioned vision, values and beliefs several times today. Um, and they are so key to this. You know, so the starting point, if you're going to start doing something around referrals and building relationships, first of all, discover who you are. Um, and I guess the, the, um, the one book that I read that actually got me to that point quite quickly was a, a guy called Simon Sinek called Start With Why, which I'm sure many of you have read. If you haven't, fantastic, please do read it. Um, if that doesn't change your thinking, nothing will. Or if you um, haven't got time, there's a great TED uh, talk that's absolutely. been a million times, I think. So, uh... yeah. Um, so yeah, you need to, you need to start with who you are and what you want, uh, why you do what you do, the vision, your mission, your values, your belief, you then move on to saying, well, actually, who do I want to work with? So you identify your target market and you do that by, again, your values and vision and mission and beliefs. That means you're working with the right people. And as I've said already, you can still work in any industry, but just with the right people first. The next thing you need to do is you need to train the people around you in how to get you referrals and how you want that referral process to work for you. So I mentioned earlier on those five steps. So then you teach people identifying the need and solutioning you in their network. So that's the next step, but you've got to have these other, other things in place first. 
So, so once you just done what that, does that look like, Mark? Sorry, just just so that somebody can get a clear idea. Like when you say solution yourself, what do, what does that look like? Okay, so um, so let's say that you and I, I have a I have enough understanding of what you do, which I do, <laughs> to be able to introduce you. You're a nice guy, so I I trust you, and I'm pleased to introduce you. Um, so we, we've got all that stuff in place. I now need to know. Okay, so what are you going to do? How are you going to work with somebody when I introduce you? So I need to have confidence in how you're going to work with somebody. So what are your values and how are you going to deliver that? So I need to know or be confident in knowing that you're not going to jump into a first meeting where I have connected you and try to sell to them. I need to have confidence in understanding you won't do that. Because there's an inherent risk, isn't there, sometimes with referrals in that there's a lot of social capital mixed up in it. I used to work in a, when I was head of marketing for a, an investment firm and there was, you know, a, a want and a desire to get referrals. But I sort of found that if you think about it, if you're referring someone that's going to manage your money as the referrer, it's, it's actually that there's quite a lot of risk in it because you could refer your, you know, your, your finance person and they could theoretically completely mess it up lose you a load of money for example and yes they'll be upset with that individual but also they'll remember the person that introduced you in the first place and there's always i think there is something there that people have in their mind and and it's i guess in certain industries you have to consider that social capital and maybe is there a way of, of maybe baby steps before that rather than going for a direct who do you know you know do you, have you seen any way work that is more of a soft referral or an introduction? Yeah, I get that. I get that. So uh, what, what I think you're alluding to is reputation, you know, and you're absolutely right. Our reputation is on the line when we create a referral. So we've got to have that trust and understanding and confidence in knowing that when we refer that re- that relationship is going to be handled with respect. So, so that reputation management is really key in this as well. And again, it's another one of those little uh, pieces of the jigsaw, I believe, that are often missed by businesses. You know, I said earlier on that you know, businesses will ask for referrals by, um, by product and service. Do you know anybody else that wants that product? Well, no, <laughs> really don't. You know? And that's why it doesn't happen, which is why I, I've realized, and, and now this is what I work with my clients with, is, is helping them to understand how to protect their reputation and build relationships with people in their network to the point where, where people proactively create, as I said, a flow of referrals. Uh, it is a, it's a very simple concept. It's not an easy concept because it requires time and energy to be put into developing that strategy and learning how to do this and making it part of your sales process because it fits into all the bits and pieces you do in your business. Yeah. So, yeah. And, before we sort of wrap up, I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, incentivizing referrals and whether you think that's a good thing or it depends or never. I'll tell you a story. Um, I was, uh, as you know, if you find me on LinkedIn, you'll, you, you find me as Mark Jarvis, the referral builder or referrals on purpose, or you'll find me there doing all sorts of things referral related. And unsurprisingly, because I have that sort of title and that information in my LinkedIn profile, people come to me and ask for referrals. And that's okay. You know, that's, they, they, that's what they think it's, it's about. Um, that's, and that's okay. 
So uh, here's a story about um, somebody who approached me um, last year, I think it was now. Um, we just connected on LinkedIn as we do these days. Um, and they said, uh, we offer commission for uh, people that refer us. So I was feeling particularly generous that day <laughs> and decided that I wasn't going to string them along. Um, and I simply asked them, how do you know me? How do you know that I am trustworthy? How do you know that I am the sort of person that you want me, you want to connect to your prospects? That all of those sorts of questions. And unsurprisingly, they didn't really have an answer for that. So they then proceeded to try to incentivize me more by offering a higher commission, shall we say. So let's say they said, uh, okay, well, well, we'll give you 50 pounds for every um, every referral that you give us. And I said, look, you know what? My reputation's worth more than that. And they said, okay, well, how about 75 pounds? And I said, no, I'm sorry. My reputation's worth more than that. They said a hundred pounds. Anyway, you can see where this is going to go. <laughs> so my answer was, do you know what? You can't afford my reputation. I can't afford to risk my reputation by introducing you who I don't know who you are to somebody in my network, to somebody who trusts me. So my answer to your question is, I'm not a fan. It can work. It can work. I'm not dismissing it outright. It can work. However, let's go back to the fundamental uh, uh, linchpins, if you like, of referral marketing. We need to have trust. And if I think my reputation is at risk by referring, I don't care how much money or incentive you're going to give me. If I feel my reputation is at risk, I'm not going to do it. What about incentivizing past clients? Again, um, yes, I think it has value. Um, again, if, if it's done in the right way, I think it can work really, really well. I would ask us to think perhaps a little bit wider and ask, well, what sort of message does that send to my clients? And when I send that sort of message to my client, how do I appear to that client? Do I, and I'm not going to suggest what we might be, you know, it's up to us to individually decide what that might look like for us. But I, I would ask people to say, to ask the question, what does it make me look like to my clients when I do that sort of thing? And those are the sorts of things that I think it's, you know, I believe uh, I ask my clients to say, well, actually, what, what is this going to do to our reputation in the long run? Does it incentivize our client to then buy from us again? Don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. If that's your route to market, does it help or doesn't it? Uh, so it, it's an ongoing discussion, as you can see. Um, and each person, each individual is, is, um, is different, of mm. course. Uh, but I do think it's an important question to ask. Yeah. And, you know, some people will respond to an incentive and some will do it, you know, freely. And as long as, as you say, there's that trust, they feel that they valued you know, they've received the value and they feel that actually, you know, this will look good on me by referring this company or this person, because I know that they are going to get exactly what they need and want. In fact, I know they're going to get more because I have, I've received it. And yeah, it's, it's that it's good old fashioned focusing on uh, doing what you say you can do. And, uh, you know, leading with, uh, with the value and the people first approach, which is, you know, is, is, is exactly everything that, uh, you know, you clearly represent Mark. So, yeah. 
this has been a fascinating conversation, Mark. Thank you very much for coming on and, and sharing your expertise. And if somebody wanted to start on that journey of getting to know you um, and, and building that uh, relationship and some trust, where would they go? Thank you very much. So first and foremost, thank you so much for inviting me, Adam. It's been an absolute pleasure talking as always. And uh, I always uh, enjoy having the opportunity to share what I know. I think for me, the easiest thing to find me on is LinkedIn. Um, you know, you can find me on there, Mark Jarvis. You can find me under Mark Jarvis, the referral builder or referrals on purpose. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's probably the easiest route in. You connect up and you'll, you'll see what I do. There's links to websites and videos and whatever else on there but perhaps a good starting point, which actually is where you and I connected, wasn't it, Adam? It which was, is, exactly. It's, exactly. It's a platform um, that's fantastic at the moment. So it's, it's fantastic. It's a great way to connect. But I think one thing that is, is, is worth noting is that LinkedIn is a fantastic opportunity, but if it's used in the right way, and if it's used in the way in which you've described, because somehow we think that because we're in a digital environment, that the rules of actual you know, human courtesy go out the window. Wow. I mean, we've all had those ridiculous connection messages that all of a sudden you get a page long of this is what we do lead with the value. And I think, yeah. I think one of the things I'm trying to remember the exact way that we connected, but I, I think I sent something, I said, I'd seen you on, you know, you're connected with so-and-so I saw something that you do. I'd love to connect um, and, and see if we can add some value to each other. I think you even said in your profile, I expect to have a, a conversation with my, does, yes, yes. So if somebody wants fantastic. to I was more than happy to come on and, and we, we had a discussion and how can we add value to each other? It would be wonderful to invite you on and, and, and have you talk about your expertise. Neither of us has any idea where this is going to go. No, no, absolutely. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. I've, been, I've enjoyed the conversations we've had, Adam. Absolutely. It's been, it's absolutely. Been yeah. And I, you know, I, I love, I love you, you know, having this podcast as a way to, have engaging conversations and find out things and hopefully there's been a bit of trust um uh, you know added Absolutely. between us here and yeah. i think anyone that is is sort of in that space where they're looking to get more referrals consider doing something like this because you have that opportunity to really sort of deepen a relationship you know a, a way of, of sort of sharing your message without directly sharing your message if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. do you know what the the um i i, I I firmly believe a little, there's a little markism here. The, um, I think fear of failure drives inactivity. Uh, and certainly as a, you know, as a business owner, perhaps you're a solopreneur, if you like, there's always that little, um, little voice in the back of our mind saying, well, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? So, okay, well, I'll just do the same thing as everybody else. Mm. But, you know, Einstein said, you know, keep doing the same things and expect different results. Just not going to work for you. It's just Absolutely. not going to work. Absolutely. Yeah, and what different results? We need to do something different. And such a low cost and low time opportunity to just use referrals and learn how to work referrals. It's, um, yeah, a massive opportunity. And it's a strategy that isn't going to go away anytime soon. Uh, you know, nobody cares about Facebook's algorithm uh, when it comes to referrals and it works. So if, if, if you're not getting them, uh, consistently or you want to have a way of making them um, a real genuine part of what you do of how you attract and catch clients so to the point where it's it's a predictable flow then put some time and effort into actually considering what this strategy could look like for your business and if you want some help with that 
connect with Mark on LinkedIn, say hello, say where you heard um, about him from and, um, you know, start a conversation because it could change everything for you. Absolutely. Mark, We're all up for the client catching podcast, aren't we, Adam? That's absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So Mark, um, I just want to say a, a huge thank you for um, uh, taking the time today to talk with me and um, yeah, I wish you all the best for the, uh, you know, for the, for the upcoming few weeks and months and um, all that's left to say, Mark is happy fishing. <laughs> thank you very much, Adam. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please help spread the word by telling a friend or simply subscribing and leaving an honest rating and review. It not only helps the show, but it also helps other business owners find the podcast so they too can start to catch more clients. So thanks for listening and see you next time.